This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Eric, we are once again convened to feed my ego and participate in the uh, the self-indulgent audio biography of yours truly. How are you feeling today, Eric? I'm feeling well, Todd. And, and I know you think that it's a matter of just, it's an ego trip where you're just talking about yourself, but really coming from my world, this is a very important step. You know, there's uh, the creating your about page what is, <laughs> is what I like to call yeah, it's super important for you to, you know, to show up on Google and by telling all these tales, it's giving it's giving Google and all these other search engines uh, the information necessary to build a wonderful profile of you. So when people type in, you know, great D&D players of all time, we'll have <laughs> we'll have information and they'll say, boom, Todd Hersey. Why do we know this is because, well, he recorded, you know, several, several, several episodes um, of this self-indulgent audio autobiography, which is. A mouthful. It is a mouthful. It is. So, need, <laughs> needless to say, so it's not really. This is you're doing it for all of us because, you know, you're doing it for D and D. You're doing it for the website. You're doing it for the Toddcast. We're obviously for the Toddcast. So I'm excited to hear about the new, the new, uh, the new chapter uh, in which it's chapter six today, which yes, I believe we tell some fun tales. You are now knee deep in, um, in Satanism. <laughs> <laughs> Not, quite Not there, actually, right? but you know, depending on who you talk to, that's probably where they'd they'd go. Yes, and and I believe today's tale is a uh, a fiery entry into mm. the the journals. Uh, shock and surprise. Anyone who's listened for any period of time probably has heard or put together that I'm a bit of a firebug at times. Just a tad. And and this is this is one of the early tales of firebuggery uh, is what we've got going on here. So where were so where were we in the story? Essentially, you have just turned to the dark side, as one would say, and you. Yeah, so it would be it would be like freshman, freshman year of high school is, okay. is where we are in the timeline. So like so, fifteen. Yeah, so that would have been eighty nine. I want to say. Okay. Yeah, somewhere around the decade. So 80, 89, 90, somewhere around there. Got it. Got um, it. So good times. Yeah, and so uh, this. I think this might actually predate playing Dungeons and Dragons, actually, Ooh. because portions of this story revolve around me and the boys playing the Star Wars role-playing game. Okay. Which is the one I started with, and then we played D&D. I think we went back to playing Star Wars at one point, but I think this is from the early, early stages. And so basically, a buddy of mine, uh, Brandy, his grandparents had a, a campsite out in the middle of nowhere. Um, that they had like a like an RV like a camper parked mm-hmm. on, sure. Uh, and basically they wanted him that like they were getting ready to sell the place, and so they wanted him to go out with like a mower and such to like tidy the place up to get it ready to be sold. Uh, and so he approached us, the rest of the uh, the group, the the gamers. Uh, hey guys, you know this Saturday I got to go out and, and do this thing. Does anybody want to help? Which you know there there are people in your life. That you know, hey man, I got a thing going on. Do you mind helping? And they'll be like, oh yeah, man, anything. I'll I'll pitch in. I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are there are other people that like they're like, hey, I I gotta do this thing. And you're like, 
what what excuse can I come up with to not have to participate in this thing? Like, there's, sure. there's no upside to this. I got no, you know, whatever. I'm not getting paid. I'm not interested in doing this. Um, and, but I don't want to just be a dick and say, no, dude, screw you. Uh, what excuse can I come up with? Um, and I think Randy knew what category we all fell in in relation to him in this task. Okay. So immediately upon saying, hey, I've got to go do this thing, does anybody want to come help? Uh, he immediately says, you know, in between things, we can hang out in the camper and play, you know, Star Wars. And I'm like, okay, cool. You, you, you've made this somewhat worth my my effort at this time. Good sales um, pitch. He, he, he yeah, because if, yes. if it had been like, yeah, guys, come on, let's let's go, let's go mow this field. Yeah, dude, I'm not I'm not into that. Uh, <laughs> just no. Yeah. So it was me, him, and two or three other dudes, all of who played. We all load up into a couple of cars and drive out into the into the sticks. Um, and yeah, there's this this field area and a little little camper situation next to the camper. There's sort of like a a cleared area with like a fire pit. And like, you know, some like logs set around you could sit on sort of deal. It was, it was a pretty nice little setup as far as camps go. Um, there was a little like dirt road behind it uh, that went off. There was like a portalette, whatever. And the grasses, you know, were, were a little bit on the tall side, whatever. And so we get there and there's one push lawnmower and there's like one weed eater to sure. do this work with. And there so you are guys like five tag team it. You, you guys. Well, that's the thing. They're two like, people they're push like, at the same time, right? <laughs> right. It's teamwork it's, it's, now. It's yeah, it's it's you know, I'll I'll, I'll start mowing and then after a bit mm-hmm. you'll take over. Yeah. And then person person 3 is going to weed eat and then after a while person 4 would take over. And of course, I was person 5 in the game master. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go into this camper and tidy things up and get ready for the game. Essentially getting me out of having to do any actual manual labor. Um, Smart move. <laughs> you know, it's there's got to be some perks to being the game master. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So, so that's how that goes. But that also meant that at any given time, there were three of us not really doing anything meaningful. Mm -hmm. And so there's one point where Mike, who was the responsible one amongst us, uh, he was, we referred to him as our paladin because he was, Mm -hmm. he was very, very uh, play by the rules. Um, you know, sort of a stickler sort of thing. Not really a stick in the mud, surprisingly, but he was not into a lot of the other hijinks that some of us got into. You know, where it came to causing trouble or vandalizing a thing or shoplifting this bit or whatever. Like, he was the straight shooter. Like, he's like, sure. not not only am I not going to do this, I don't want to hear about you got you doing this. Just whatever. It's, it's you know, so he, out of the sight, out compass. of mind kind of a thing. Kind of. What, what we kind of hope most people will be, but, you know, <laughs> right. a unicorn in the group. <laughs> right, right. So he was, I believe, working the mower at the time. So he was occupied. Is, of is, course. Is, you know. <laughs> he had a dad, job to do. Right. Dad was, dad was away from home, so the children were left to their own devices, sort of a mm-hmm. situation. And so I, I, I remember myself and my buddy Ray, who was also something of a firebug, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're just sort of sit, chilling around the place. And we come across a, like a plastic gallon jug, like a milk jug, right? Um, okay. It's just like trash. It's just hanging out there, and we're like, okay, this is this is this is nice. Uh, we find a some some rope, like not like the plastic rope, but like the you know the fibrous, uh, sort of organic sort of rope. Sort okay. Of thing. And we found uh, one of those little straw whisk brooms, and 
I think it was WD-40, maybe. Oh. A little can, can of, of WD-40. Mm-hmm. It was some sort of air. No, it was Lysol. It was Lysol. Okay. Was oh, was. good. And so all of these, if you haven't figured out by now, are all things that are, you know, flammable or things you can use to, to make flammable things. And so we took the plastic jug because we'd heard of the concept of the Molotov cocktail, but we've never actually seen one in use or in practice. You know, it was just sort of a concept to us. Are you familiar with Molotov cocktails, Eric? Uh, I'm familiar enough, but let's let's explain that briefly to the it's, the, the listener here. It's it's a it's a form of a makeshift grenade, basically, where you take mm-hmm. a bottle, you put you put you know gasoline or some flammable substance in there, you you put some uh, a rag down into the 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 top part there, and get, you know it gets all soaked in the the fuel and sort of acts as some something of a a wick and you light that bad boy and you chuck it and then you know whatever it lands on catches fire like that it's a pretty simple concept it makes makes good sense and of course that's what we were looking to do so we take this gallon milk jug and we're not looking to kill ourselves or you know create too much mayhem we just want a little bit of a fire so we put about an inch or so of gasoline in the bottom of this gallon milk jug you know from i mean we had a gas can because we had you know a bunch of gas sure burned you know, lawn equipment. So we put about an inch of gas in the bottom of it. We take this rope and we soak it down with gasoline and kind of put that down through through the neck of the bottle, thus forming what we thought was a Molotov cocktail. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I light the end of the rope and, and Ray gives, you know, hucks it down the road into, you know, into the road. The important thing to really know <laughs> is that for, for Molotov cocktails to work, like the bottle needs to be made of something that will break. Like that's sure. the whole idea. Like it's the delivery method to get the, 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 the gas there, but then it's got to disperse. The milk jug is not really, not really going to do that. Like it's just, no, it's landed plastic, right? thud. and yeah, it's yeah. And it's like the rope wasn't like wadded down into the neck of the thing. Like you would with, so like mid, mid throw, it came out. Like it was, it was a colossal fail um, on all fronts and we were a little bummed and, you know, as soon as we did it, we're like, ah, we see what we're missing here. We, we don't have a glass bottle. Uh, and so we, of course, start looking around for glass bottles, which, of course, we can't find, mm, which, which, which bums us out a little bit. But, you know, uh, let's, let's see what else we got going on here. And I, I think we just decided, well, fuck it. OK, we can't throw it and have this work, but we got a bunch of gasoline in the bottom of the thing. We, we should just be able to set this on fire and it'll go, you know, boom, quite nicely. Right. That'll be fun. Uh, we all generally agreed that, that was the case. But we also didn't want to, you know, catch ourselves on fire or be injured. So we we look around, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, there was a a portalette, uh, a port john situation, a little bit down the road from from the campsite. And we're like, if we put this thing inside there and light it, it'll explode, but it'll have containment, and therefore we won't have to, you know, we won't get injured, but we'll get, you know, a nice fire explosion. And somehow this made perfect sense to us that, that this is the proper course of action. So we go and it's it's one of the old school Porta Johns, like not like the newfangled plastic ones you see nowadays. Do you remember fiberglass ones? They were like har- harder. They were kind of like roundy, rounded at the top, sort of a deal. Does any of that ring a bell to you, or am I just showing my age? Vis-a-vis Portalette construction. No, Todd, I'm not too familiar with uh, the designs of Porta Johns in the 1990s, <laughs> early 90s. But, but I mean, for the most part, I can, um, I can envision, I can imagine. I'm sure I've been in 
a uh, fiberglass porta john. But yeah. overall, I mean, this sounds like a horrible idea. Like, oh, it, it, oh <laughs> this yeah, sounds completely awful. Yeah. So yeah, and and you know, the the moral of the story is that it was fiberglass and not sure. plastic, because yes. one of the, one of the foundational concepts of us deciding to go through with, as you mentioned, this terrible idea, was well, it's fiberglass. Fiberglass isn't flammable. Like if it had been like a wooden outhouse. This would have been an even worse idea, but we would have yeah. recognized it as a terrible idea. But somehow we were in our minds that, you know, fiberglass, fiberglass doesn't burn. So we're good. This will, you know, this, this will be fine. So we sit the gallon jug in on the floor of, of the portalette, right? Okay. And of course, at this point, because we're, we're going to be lighting it because we, we found out, you know, because the, the rope thing kind of fell out. So we like super soaked it and kind of wanted in there like all right it's not going anywhere so now if we light it like we're gonna be at close range for this thing and that seems seems like not a great idea so uh you remember i mentioned the lysol and the whisk broom yes yes i do um that makes a very effective mm-hmm. makeshift flamethrower you, you, of course you like you light the whisk <laughs> broom on fire and then you just hold it in one end and spray the lysol with the other and it you know creates a nice you know dragon's breath effect if you will yeah yep. <laughs> so so we set the milk jug on the floor the the door i should mention was spring-loaded so as to keep itself closed so one of us was holding the door open while the other you know had the flamethrower apparatus at hand and for some reason instead of just flamethrowing the 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 container itself i think because i thought that might just cause it to blow up on its own I aimed at the toilet paper roll that was directly above it, figuring that, well, if I catch that on fire and then the fire will go down to the thing and then it'll explode and it'll be great. But by that time, we will have run away. So set alight the the toilet paper roll. And it was one of those like cinematic slow motion sort of scenarios, but in real life where sure. I'm looking at it and the, the flame hits hits the toilet paper roll and like a single square catches fire and detaches and sort of slowly sort of wafts down like a falling feather towards the gas filled <laughs> container. Okay. Um, at which point I release the throttle on the flamethrower and turn around to book it. And of course, Ray lets go of the door and it slams shut and we go running down, down the road, you know, probably a good 30, 40, 30, 40 feet uh, before we turn around and see that basically nothing happened. Like, like oh really? There, were, there was no boom. There was no whatever. It's like it was just it was just like a dud. We're like, all right, two disappointments back to back. Apparently, this gallon jug with an inch of gasoline in the bottom of it is just not going to provide the entertainment or drama that we're looking for. Screw it. Let's go back to you know throwing rocks across this field or whatever stupid thing we were doing prior to that. And we just, we just, you know, forget all about it. We're, we're not, we're, I think we were sitting on one of the logs near the, the actual fire pit, which none of us thought to actually put a fire in the fire pit, Eric. I feel like that's, I feel like mm. that's noteworthy. Well, um, we had a perfectly good fire pit. We could set anything we wanted on fire to. We said, no, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to go 15 year old direction with it. Right. So we're sitting there shooting the breeze. And the next thing we know, we look and Mike's, Mike's, you know, plugging away with the lawnmower and we look up. And we can see that he's looking up, and he's got this, like, look of horror on his face. And he's, like, uh-huh. looking straight at us. Uh-huh. And we're like, uh-huh. what, what? And it turns out he wasn't looking at us. He was looking past us. And we turn around, and 
the Portageon. You know how they have like the little slits in the side so you can get some oh, airflow yeah. in there? Of course, yeah. There is thick, black as night smoke just pouring out of all of those little slits. And we're like, oh shit. So we run over because we need to check this out and see what's going on. Um, and we pop open the door and the entire inside of the portalette is just sheathed in flames. Every surface is on fire. And it's putting out, you know, we open the door and this big puff of black smoke comes out at us. And of course we let go of the door and it springs, snap it shut. And it just belches out, you know, this thick smoke from the side slits. We're like, oh shit, this is, I mean, this is kind of what we wanted, but not really yeah. what we wanted. You know, like... well, <laughs> I just think this whole time, like, what were you expecting? And like, this would have been the result. I guess you wanted like yeah. an explosion, like a rocket. So it goes up to the moon. Is that what you were looking for? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I mean, again, like you, you, you called it 15 year old boy brain. Like, I don't yeah. know what we were thinking. So just, um, except yes. that, you know, we weren't, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, so we're like, oh shit. And at this point, the rest of the rest of the gang has caught on that this is happening. And we're all like, oh fuck, what do we do here? So Randy says, I think there's a fire extinguisher in the camper right mind you this camper is one of the it's not like a giant rv thing it's like as long as maybe a pickup truck that would be pulling it behind you know what i mean it's it's got room for like the full the five of us could have sat inside there around the table and played Mm -hmm. according to the original plan but it would have been crowded like there's not a whole lot of room in here so when all five of us start to try and pile into this thing to look for the uh the fire extinguisher like Randy gets in there first. I get in there second. I'm like, dudes, just, we got this. Like there's, you, you cram into here. It's going to be a clown car. and We're not going to be able to find anything. We could not find a fire extinguisher. I don't think there was one, but Randy did find a pillow. Sure. Uh, so he yeah. runs, he runs back towards the, uh, the flaming portalette with his pillow with the idea of, you know, smother the flames is, is kind of mm-hmm. the idea, which is not a terrible idea. You know, the fire triangle, you need, you know, heat and air and fuel. If you can you know, smother the thing and re- eliminate the air, or the fire goes out. Well, you would need a blanket to cover the entire portalette. Whereas yeah. instead what he did is he's like, hold the door. And Ray holds the door open. And Randy is like beating on the door with the pillow. You know, imagine, let me, let me put it in your terms, Eric. Imagine the pro wrestler who picks up I a know. folding chair and is trying yeah. to bash the together. That's no. what he was doing with his pillow. Oh, in I, the fire. I envision, absolutely. <laughs> he's now just um, roasting his pillow, basically. Well, and that's the thing. Like, like at first he's just beating on it and it's not doing anything. And we're like, dude, that's not working. And then we realized that the pillow itself had caught fire. And of course. He's just, and, you know, as the, the casing burns, it now has a hole and now there are flaming feathers flying through the air like it, it, <laughs> it went from bad cool. to worse um sure. and so he's like screw that and throws the pillow in the portalette in the fire sure. he's like well fuck it and i'm like well i guess sure i mean <laughs> add now fuel it to the like fire was murdered but i but i guess somebody you sacrificed know, uh you know a <laughs> right pheasant <laughs> so we uh we're looking around and there is a uh there's a, a metal pipe. The, the water supply to the campsite is okay. just like this, this metal pipe that comes about three feet up out of the ground and has like a spigot on the end of it. Um, and like a little place where you can hang a bucket for water, for your camping purposes. And it is about 20 feet away from the portalette. It's about halfway between the portalette and the camper mm-hmm. is where this thing is. And so we find a bucket and we're like, we're well, okay. We're going to do the bucket brigade thing. Here's the thing, Eric. 
A bucket brigade works if everybody has done a bucket brigade before and knows what it is you're supposed to do. Sure. Because the guy near the water source fills the bucket, hands it, hands the bucket to the next guy, hands it to the next guy, hands it to the next guy, eventually gets to the guy that's by the fire who dumps in on the fire, and then you pass the bucket back down the chain, right? It goes back and forth that way. Everyone knows this theoretically. In the moment when you're trying to do it because there's an actual fire, what actually happens is, is you fill the bucket, you hand it to the next guy, who doesn't hand it to the next one. He takes off running towards the portalette, throws it on there, hands the bucket to the guy who's standing there, who then runs back. Like, it just turns into a... You need a professional bucket brigade. <laughs> you, 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 you need you, to you, try this out. It's it's worth pr- doing some practice drills, sure. is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Because it just turns into five guys just running around like, uh, you know... Like some sort of clown car situation. Or sure. the, uh, no. You know the thing you used to do as a teenager when you're in the car and you get to a red light and everybody would hop out and yeah. run around the car and then jump back in? It was right. like that except with water buckets in a fire. So that didn't really work out real well. And again, at one point we just took the beating on the thing. And at one point we had the thing knocked over on its back, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Just trying to and figure out any way to smother just, the just fire. Just trying to figure out something. And so, you know, at this point, there's like just this giant plume of black, like a column of black smoke. Of course. Just going, and it was a beautiful blue sky, no clouds yeah. in the sky sort of a day, right? So there's this column of black smoke. And as we're trying to figure out what, what's going on, we start to hear off in the distance. And we're like, is that a fucking helicopter? We're like, yeah, that's a fucking helicopter. We're like, fuck this. We're out of here. And Chuck the, the, uh, lawnmower into the back of the truck and grabbed everything that we could and hopped in our cars and got the fuck out of there because yeah uh we you know we could hear the helicopter we could see it off in the distance we're like screw this we're gone i don't know how it was we weren't caught really because we were out in the middle of nowhere like if you're in a helicopter and you're looking and you find this you should be able to see like the roads and oh look there are a couple of cars jetting the fuck out of here i don't know how we didn't get caught uh, but we didn't that's uh, that's quite amazing. Yeah, I mean, I do envision myself like I envision you guys like driving off uh, with the smoke filled air, almost with like like the Jurassic Park theme ending. Mm-hmm. Like you just abandoned the island. <laughs> you yeah. Know, yeah. The, yeah. You know, left it left it for its own devices. And maybe maybe everything will catch fire. Maybe it will just, you know, fizzle out. But that is. Uh, yeah. How, how you don't get caught on something like that. But. Well, well, and what makes it even even wilder is like a couple of days later, we're at school and Randy's, you know, we're like, did anything ever come of that? Did you ever? He's like, well, you know, my grandparents went out to, uh, you know, to get the, you know, to sell the place. And there was, you know, they, they'd mentioned that some hooligans had set fire to a thing. Uh, but everything else was OK. So, you know, it was fine. And she's like, you know, you guys didn't do the greatest job. Of, of trimming things up, but you at least tried. And so she gave him like 20 bucks oh, good. for the work. And Randy being Randy felt that it was necessary to, you know, be fair about it. He gave like everybody like $3 for their contribution. Sure. Like I got $3. Although Mike did all the work. Well, <laughs> well Mike, Mike and Randy, because Randy, I think yeah. was working the weed eater, or it might've sure. been the other way around, but regardless, sure. like I got $3 to, not do any of the work we were actually supposed to do and actually instigate destruction. I got paid for it, which was yeah, just nothing the, better. the icing on the cake. Yeah. Nothing better than getting paid for some vandalism. The only, yeah. you know, street artists yeah. are the only ones. <laughs> so, yeah, I was the fire Banksy of my day, apparently. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so. absolutely absolutely no that's uh that's a wonderful tale of a 15 year old todd and this is just uh the beginning of some of the treacherous behavior uh but i mean i i think at the end of the day you know all 15 no one was go hurt. through some of this well is the yeah. key thing here Eric. except no for that one was poor, hurt that poor pillow that poor well, pillow. The, yeah the pillow took it and like i said i didn't know that that uh fiberglass would burn but Oh, it does. It takes a oh, fair bit of heat, and it, it doesn't so much burn as just melt and produce copious amounts of black smoke. But you can catch that shit on fire if you want to. Well, um, you know, they say I don't the recommend best, it. Yeah, the best way to learn, you know, is, is through practical experiences. <laughs> you know, yes. if you want to learn chemistry and, and uh, you know, science in general, why not? We why, let's let's burn some things. And, you right. know, if we want to work on teamwork, let's figure out how we can do the bucket brigade. I mean, there's so much to be said about this. You want salesmanship. You you ex- explain how you can play Star Wars. Uh, you know, there's so much, so much of this story that we can take away from. That's um, right. To make ourselves a little bit better uh, in life. <laughs> so I appreciate I appreciate you sharing the story today, Todd. Uh, no, no problem. Happy, happy, to, happy to do so. Thank you for listening. Thank you, listeners, for uh, enjoying this nonsense. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Podcast.